0: I'm a time lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey, the constellation of Casterbureth. I hope the ears are a bit less conspicuous this time. You might be a doctor, but I am.
1: I'm a doctor. Mm -hmm. That's probably not the one you expect. Absolutely fantastic.
0: All of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will... Where do you want to
1: start? Okay. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Big on the Inside, the Doctor Who Watch One podcast. Today, we're doing something a little bit different because yesterday it was announced that Christopher Eccleston would be returning to Doctor Who for the first time in 15 years for a big Finnish audio drama. Harry, what do you think of that? I
0: um I mean, it's. I've, we've actually talked about this yet, but I am just kind of it doesn't feel quite real um Christopher Eccleston like on at various times has kind of spoken publicly about returning to the show and he's always been seemingly very resistant to for mm. various reasons so the fact that he's reprising the role in any capacity like is amazing, and the fact that he's doing a full cast big finish audio drama is you know I don't think any one within the fan base ever anticipated this even as being something on the table
1: yeah, yeah no because yeah. i always thought i know when i recently went back and watched some interviews with russell and david when they were leaving the show and they're being interviewed and they're saying Russell said, i don't know how i'm gonna live without writing doctor who and like the interviewer makes a pass remark or you could just work for big finish and they like laugh it off like it's sort of like a sort of like a weird insult to say after this, your next job is definitely going to be at Big Finish. Obviously, David and Chris have gone on to Big Finish. But yeah, I didn't think this would be something that Chris would do, especially considering he's turned down the actual main show at least once. Mm. I didn't think he'd come back and do, especially Big Finish.
0: Yeah, and Not and that to is demise kind Big a-
1: Finish, but I just didn't expect it.
0: <laughs> I mean, that is kind of is a question that emerges of... If he's willing to return and do big finish, and if he like actually enjoys doing big finish, would that open up the possibility of yeah. him returning um, sixtieth? <clears throat> um, you know, <laughs> it's. I like, uh...
1: I like to think it does because I know I've watched a few interviews with him at conventions where he said where he's just been. I don't think he's seen Jody's doctor, but I know he's worked with Jody before on stage, so I know he he's worked with Jody, and he said that. He's more than happy that she's a doctor, and he was very supportive that there is now a female doctor. So, I th- I, obviously, I feel like if he's willing to do this, it's it is a step closer to him. Hopefully, going back into the main show for the sixtieth. I wonder if there's a thing with the BBC and Big Finish where they're like, let's just see who we can sort of warm up and see if we can sort of lubricate yeah. people into sort of sliding themselves back into the main show.
0: I mean, I don't, I don't know. My understanding of a, this is limited, but I believe that Big Finish and the BBC operate quite separately, that kind of, the Big Finish just has the license to do Doctor Who audio dramas Mm. and they aren't like really, other than that, they are not really part of the BBC at all.
1: Yeah, I know they time Um, on Victorian stuff. I'm not sure if that's come from Big Finish or if that's on the BBC. I think it came from the BBC asking Big Finish to do a connected thing across different platforms. But mm. I know what you mean. I think a lot of big finished stuff. If you listen to it, it's all standalone. It's not. It doesn't very much affect the canon of the actual show.
0: Mm. And I, I that does open the questions of obviously Eccleston's tenure as the Doctor, um, the kind of timeline within the show's canon. Mm. Um, really, we kind of see him very close to when he becomes a Doctor, and right up to when he's no longer the a Doctor. There is kind of a question of how much. Is there to explore because he's getting four volumes of uh, three stories each? So twelve episodes. Twelve, <laughs> yeah. Twelve episodes. So twelve would that be like if it's I've never listened to Big Finish. If it's um, four volumes with three episodes, is it like each um Are those three episodes all part of one big story, or is each episode kind of its own separate adventure?
1: I imagine each volume, because it comes in volumes that you can buy in each volume, it's 12 episodes altogether and it's split into volumes. I imagine each volume has its own contained story, but maybe if you listen to all the volumes together, it has a a story arc. I've just
0: realised... Like, these 12 volumes, that's, like, pretty much the same as a full season. Yeah, that's what I was show. thinking, yeah. So it's, it's like a whole second series. Yeah, we're effectively, yeah, we're getting, we're doubling up on the amount of Christopher Eccleston Doctor Who content.
1: <laughs> no, I did think that. Do you want to hear what, have you read what Eccleston had to say? He said, after 15 years, it will be exciting to revisit the ninth Doctor's world, bringing him back, to, bring, um, bringing a character back to life I would love playing. I wonder if it will just be Chris that's returning or if Billy will return as well to play Rose, who has done... Because Billy,
0: Billy has returned to Big Finish to play Rose with David Tennant, hasn't she? Yeah, she
1: has. And I think they gave her her own um, solo series as well.
0: Did Billy come back to do that or is it just yeah, kind of a... Yeah, no, she ooh, came back ooh. to
1: do that as well, yeah. And I think, I think there's a strong chance that Billy would return because I know Chris has said if i was going to return, people ask me obviously i always take whatever chris says with grain salt because i know that his understanding of doctor who is he knows very little classic he knows all of the stuff he was in and then knows nothing after <laughs> whatever he did so whenever he gets asked stuff like if you could have any of a doctor's companion at a convention if you can see this guy going i don't, I don't have a clue who anyone else <laughs> in this show is so he always says it would always be Rose. So mm. maybe he's just saying that, but it would be interesting to see if he if he holds himself to his own quotes.
0: I mean, I guess if they wants to kind of maintain the canonicity of um, what is already established, it would make the most sense to do kind of stories during his time traveling with Rose. Mm. And I would be incredibly open to that. Um, I think I've said before that... Um, I love the chemistry between Chris Eccleston and Billy Piper yeah. so to get more interactions between them I would be all there for you know like it might be enough for me to actually you know purchase Big Fish I might actually pay for Doctor Who well, <laughs> do you so wanna, far I've just
1: been do you want to know how much it would cost you if you were interested uh, it's, in buying
0: it's only £15
1: pounds, right well each volume so 15... is available on three different formats you can buy the digital download of each volume for nineteen ninety nine. So you get one volume for nineteen ninety nine. You yeah. get a volume so on
0: together.
1: C- well I'll get to that. If you oh, get I'm it on C D for twenty five ninety nine. Limited edition vinyl for thirty-five ninety nine. So that's each volume. You can buy a bundle, so all the volumes on C D for eighty-eight pounds. On digital download for seventy eight pounds and on vinyl every episode of the Knife Doctor's Adventures with Big Finish on vinyl for £132. Wow. So it is, I don't know really how much Big Finish tends to cost. Um, Mm -hmm. 12 new audio adventures for £88 on a CD. Because I would probably, if I was going to buy it, I'd buy the CD version so I can physically hold it. I would feel... And you can listen to it on my car, yeah. Yeah, I feel eighty-eight pounds is maybe a lot, but I don't know what the standard big finish. Mm. Um, you know, I don't. I don't really know what that is. Yeah. I mean, if
0: we think it's the, if you compare that to say like, a a box set of a new box set of a TV show s- season, uh, yeah. I don't know how much because I imagine that'd be roughly the same amount of content. Um, and I think some of these kind of new. You know, TV series on like DVD, Blu-ray can come to similar prices. So yeah. I imagine within that context, it's understandable.
1: Yeah, because um, it, was only, it was only this year that they asked Chris if he would actually be interested in doing Big Finish. I think um from I'm just looking here, the, the the chairman of Big Finish. He said, "I first talked to Chris about returning to the role of the Doctor at the Gallifrey One convention in February this year." Um Chris said he was enjoying meeting fans. I was pleased that his doctor was remembered fondly. He indicated that he would be open open to discussing a project with Big Finish. Oh, I'm just going to have to go get a tissue because I've just started bleeding from my arm. Uh, Um, When you
0: come back, just like go from reading whatever that quote was. Okay, I
1: will. I won't be saying. I'm just going to clean this blood up. One second.
0: Oh crikey! Hello, I'm Christopher Eccleston. I'm the name of Dr. Fantastic. Hello, I'm Billy... Oh, sorry, I was... <laughs> One second, okay, here, and put my headphones in. What did you say? Um, you, you don't need to know. You can listen back.
1: Oh, okay, right,
0: okay. <laughs> um, right, so, yeah. You can decide whether or not to keep that in.
1: Okay, so, the big Finnish chairman um, said in the statement that I first talked to Chris about returning to the role of the Doctor at the Gallifrey One convention in February this year. Chris said he was enjoying meeting fans and was pleased that his Doctor is remembered so fondly. He indicated that he would be open to discussing a project with Big Finish. So the fact that he sort of didn't shut them down straight away, clearly, and it has gone the full hog, and now we're getting Knife Doctor adventures. I wonder what Stephen <laughs> Moffat thought when he heard this news. Oh yeah,
0: because didn't um, Eccleston turn down Moffat? When yeah, I think they, they went for, the for lunch
1: together. Yeah, I think they went went for lunch and I i recently you can go on YouTube and listen to the um, Stephen Moffat interview on the YouTube on the Doctor Who YouTube channel. And it's quite interesting how he talks about the production of the 50th and how the whole scripture's written with Chris in mind for that role. So for him and he turned it down saying it didn't do the ninth Doctor Justice. So mm. I wonder So I, at, I
0: I guess if that's the case, I know for um I think there's been a lot of discussion between Eccleston and the higher-ups at Big Finish. So maybe that means that before he wanted to sign on, he wanted to to give approval of what they wanted to do with his character. Maybe he kind of wanted the stories they did for him to be of a certain standard. And if that's the case, if Eccleston does have a certain standard, that he wants to be met for the work he takes on, that's promising. That's promising. That means yeah. like we could be in for some. Because I
1: imagine he doesn't check stuff where it's just his likeness, like every comic and every novel. I can't imagine he checks stuff like that. But yeah, if he's if it's actually his name to it, he'll want it to be creditable. And obviously, he didn't find the fiftieth was suitable for his doctor. So it's be interesting to see. Like I know. Mm. Sorry, go on.
0: Yeah, I know. Like when he originally did the first series of the show, the reason he gave and asked wasn't anything to do with Doctor was a property itself. It was that it was written by Russell T. Davis and mm. that he loved his work as a writer. Yeah. Um, and I feel but- like knowing that and knowing kind of what he deems important in the work he takes on,
1: yeah.
0: I think this could shape up to be something, you know special
1: yeah it's quite interesting uh, that with him saying that the reason he took on the role was because it was russell and then it was because of russell and um, the two executive producers julie and Phil. i think his name is that he actually ended up leaving the show because i know for a while it was very hush hush about who actually at the bbc it was that he um collided with in the sense that he didn't get along with people at the head of the show but in recent conventions you go online and he just names them straight up all right. right. So we know it to be Russell, Julie, and I, I think his name's Phil, who is the executive producer of that spare series. And then he does go on to say, though, in the same interview, I'll try and link it below if I actually know how to, um, he goes on to say that his favourite episode of Doctor Who was with Stephen Moffat, and he said he felt like the, Stephen... Uh, empty Child? Yeah, he said that Stephen really understood the Knife Doctor, which then sort of contradicts the fact that he wasn't in the 50th, so... Hmm.
0: I mean, that's interesting because, um, spoiler warning, I think one of, if not... I think my favourite Moffat episode is actually The Empty Child mm. as Slash The Doctor Dances. Mm. Um, and it is one of my... It's not sort of my favourite from Series 1, um, but that's because there's a lot of very good stories in Series 1. Yes. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that I can see that. It is... It is, yeah...
1: So do you think these stories will just contain of the Doctor and Rose having adventures we didn't see on camera?
0: Um, I think they could go either way. If they get Billy back, that's exactly what I think they're going to do. Yeah. Um, I imagine they'll have them meeting some extra kind of... Well, it's interesting because you kind of have to think about what's what uh, monsters they could meet without interfering with the canon of the show. Because obviously... Uh, the Ninth Doctor and Rose couldn't meet the Cybermen because Rose doesn't meet the Cybermen until um yeah. he regenerates into tenants. Yes. So if there was, if it's a mixture, I'm feeling like it's gonna be a mixture of um both solo Eccleson stories and Eccleson and um Billy stories. Yeah, that'd be and so then yeah. in the solo yeah. So then in the solo stories, there'll be an opportunity for um the Ninth Doctor to interact with monsters such as the Cybermen, you know, yes. ones who Billy met later.
1: I'd really like to see Chris interact with someone like Davros or the Master, a really big up villain, because uh, he didn't uh, really get any yeah. of that. He got the Dalek Emperor, which I guess is mm, sort of, yeah. that was like his biggest enemy he faced, but it'd be yeah. interesting to see. The
0: one, th- yeah. the one thing with Dalek content within this story is that really it's kind of Quite firmly established that the Ninth Doctor's first time encountering a Dalek is in the story Dalek, and then he doesn't see them again until yes. um, Bad Wolf. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't think so, that. That's true. Yeah, I, maybe we there can there finally find out. Yeah. Sorry, go. On. There is the possibility of him meeting an incarnation of the the Master, though it's just a question of which version of the Master. Yes. Because obviously, it couldn't be. It could be Derek Jacobi because um, Tennant, when he meets him, he doesn't realise he's the Master. Mm. Um, I don't know, could he meet the Master? Because
1: I know Big Finish have a strange big catalogue of their own in canon Masters. Versions of the Master. Yeah, I think Mark Gatiss has even played one at one point, so who knows?
0: I mean, maybe, because if I'm remembering Series 3 right, um, The Tenth Doctor doesn't realise that the master survived the time war until um the finale of series three, is that yeah, right?
1: I think that's right, yeah. So until he like, meets uh, Professor yeah. Yana, he doesn't realise it's mm. the Master.
0: It could be a possibility that he could meet an incarnation of a master without knowing they're a master.
1: Yeah, that'd be interesting, yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, I suppose yeah, you're right. There is there's really two yeah the first is very clear when he first meets a Dalek it's the first time after the time war is in Dalek. And the first time he meets the master is Professor Yana. And up to that point, he's always believed he was the last of the time lords.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would absolutely love to see um, him interact with characters such as the master. It's just a question of if they can find a way to do it that kind of maintains that consistent timeline, or if they'll just do it and then like wipe his mind or something at the end.
1: (laughs) Yeah, or they could even do multi-doctor team-ups. So we could actually have a Christopher Eccleston multi-doctor episode.
0: Ooh. With what doctor would you want Eccleston to team up with?
1: Instantly, I want to say David Tennant, just because I feel that they're, they're, they're my two doctors. They're my... I yeah. came into the show on Tennant, and then the next doctor I saw after that was Eccleston. That said, yeah. I feel that would lend itself better to... The actual show. So maybe mm. for Big Finish, it would have to be maybe someone classic. Maybe someone like, like Colin Baker would be quite interesting to see. Or even Sylvester McCoy. I could
0: see that working.
1: Yeah. I could Colin see, Baker.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, for some reason, you said it, and I can imagine <laughs> there being a chemistry between them that works. Because I know that Colin Baker is like really, really. He's done loads of Big Finish. Like he's yes. so comfortable in it. So that would also. It would almost nice be kind of a good kind of way to introduce him into yeah. that world of Big Finish with someone who's very firmly established within it. Like, same could be said for, say, Paul McGann.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, yeah, yeah. I did think of Paul McGann, but because you obviously have the War Doctor in between, so that would still work for the two of them.
0: Hmm. And oh,
1: yeah. Because all we know about these Big Finish stories so far is that it's going to be 12 of them. Chris is going to be an old 12. And. Um, Nicholas Briggs, creative director at Big Finish, and also the voice of the Daleks. Um, and the ha- uh, sorry, He had this to say. He said, working with Chris was a very special time for me. It was the beginning of my Doctor Who TV career. So writing and directing him feels incredibly exciting. He's such a powerful performer, and it would be amazing to see. It would be amazing to work with him again. So I'm not sure if um, Nicholas Briggs can be writing and directing all 12. I imagine... They will have guest writers come on. Mm. It'd be interesting to see if they actually get um, someone like Mark Gator or Stephen Moffat to come in. Yeah. So um
0: Mark Gator started off doing stuff like, like novels and Big Finish for Doctor Yeah, didn't I've got they? some Mark kind of
1: these... Gator stuff to talk about when we talk about um, Episode Three.
0: Brilliant. we'll yeah, uh, so Talk about then. Tune back yeah. in for that. Oh, I have one thing that I've heard people discuss as a possibility for these story. Was he with Eccleston? I wonder what your thoughts are on it. Some people have said, um, do you think that they'll have him have a story with Riversong, and if so, what would your thoughts on that be? Oh, yes. That would be quite interesting Because Riversong, I know, in Big Finish, hasn't she met a lot of the classic Doctors and she always erases their mind? Yeah, I'm pretty
1: sure she's met all the living incarnations of all the living actors i know she's met Mm. baker and davidson so i would definitely i would i'd be up to seeing that i think that would be interesting because that would really link the the current show up to a certain date with the really early stuff of new who
0: i don't know um i I quite like river song as a character like like how fun she is and yes kind of we did kind of discussed how kind of in episode two um, of series one, there is that thing with um, um, Eccleston being actually quite receptive to, um, you know, flirtations of um, uh, yes, other yes. characters, female characters. I think it would be quite fun to see how um, Eccleston and Riversong would play off each other.
1: No, yeah, I'd like um, to see that.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I think quite early on in... Um... Yeah, especially in Series 1, Eccleston's doctor is a very is a hard nut, I imagine. He's a guy you see at the pub. He's not very easily persuaded, whereas Tennant is, you know, he's a Romeo, isn't he? He's, women flirt with him, and he flirts with women. And then you get to Matt Smith, who's just the most socially awkward person. <laughs> yeah. If anyone flirts with Matt Smith, I just feel like he just cripples himself and falls over and doesn't know what to do. Hmm. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Cool. Well, I think we can wrap this shorter episode up. Um, We're going to be talking about Series 1, Episode 3 next, which is called what, Harry? Uh, I've
0: got it. It's The Unquiet Dead by Mark Gatiss.
1: (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and talk about that now. Um, Yeah, that might be up by the time you listen to this. It depends where you listen to this. So, cool. We will see you again soon. Say bye, Harry. Bye-bye. So where was I? Oh,
0: that's right. Barcelona.